What's up, everybody? This is The Quad with Chris Young. As always, I am Chris. We got Haley the Bear. Hello. Producer Josh. Hello. And Ryan from Miami. Heaton 4. Okay, Heaton 4. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, Do you? It, let's just go ahead and dive into sports. Let's do it. Wrong. Oh! oh <laughs> if you've never listened to this podcast before, we've been on Josh to label the buttons for years now. Also, also, I have, I have something to admit to the quad with Chris Young, dedicated, loyal podcast listeners. <laughs> you didn't put the poll if up? You are, no, 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 no. Poll, poll was up. Poll was up. <laughs> we, we can go you, over it, by the way. Do you want to go, go over. with the poll first? We can, we can, but let me, let me, let me give my admission. Okay. So if you are searching on our YouTube channel and you are wondering why episode 166 was not posted, there's a good reason for it because I accidentally posted it to my personal YouTube account. So uh, we were in the process of getting that video posted to our quad YouTube account. I texted him this morning and I was like, I was like, Hey, where's 166? He's like, Oh bro, I put that up days ago. I was like, did you? Did you, though? <laughs> Good news is we got like 100-something views on it from my own personal account. So thank you to our loyal I, listeners who found it. Okay. It's going up now. Okay. Uh, by the way, the hot take is if a longtime coach is fired and that team wins a title in the next season, should they be compensated? 71% of the audience said no, they should not be compensated. Really? Hurtful. I mean, I'm not, I'm not surprised that a large portion of people – said they should not be compensated I, I i will begin there i i'm not surprised by that because i don't expect people to by and large err on the side of oh so and so deserves something mm-hmm. when they're a coach for sports that that's sure. the lens people are going to look at it through right they, they're going hey you're a coach that's part of why you get paid is so you can be fired and to make sure that your team optimizes what they're doing. So under you, they did not. So I right. get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah. But. Wait, so who won the poll? If, if you went. Yeah, no won the, the poll. Yeah. The no's have it. The no's have it. Um, speaking of sports and people that are about to get fired. <laughs> Wait, first, just for just for our listeners, can you take your hat off? Why? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that. No, no, no. I, I like these hats on. I, I do very much enjoy this logo no, being plastered no, all over this bunch. She's talking about something that we'll get to in a minute. Oh, I, I, oh, oh. Everybody oh. thought I dyed my hair. And by the way, you would look really good blonde. That's you what I said. I, I, I actually liked it. I did, too. A lot of people actually liked it. I As soon as he showed me that, I was like... You would look good as a blonde. <laughs> you could someone, blonde. Does this mean I need to put it up on the poll? I think I need to yeah. put up your oh, blonde yeah. hair on the poll. Dude, someone had to issue a, like an update on their page. Taste of Country made, uh, made an article about him dyeing his hair. And then they're like, update, he did not dye his hair. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry. Are they following you that quickly where like within 15 minutes they're trying to put Dude, up an article? I look, I don't know why, but this specifically got people real bad but it looks realistic that's why interesting i had people texting me did he really dye his hair like i, I got phone calls <laughs> like from man, management like, shout like, out hey, shout out to tyler reeve uh <laughs> who is i, I mean I've, i was in tyler's wedding right and he thought it was real it looked pretty good i mean it, it, it looks really good not a lot yeah months it looks good it. Should uh should we make like you have to dye your hair blonde one of the bets for no 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 because once you dye it you can never go back to normal. I do think though what would be really funny is if we took this picture of you and put it on a sweatshirt and sold it as quad merch because the joke has gotten has gotten that good. <laughs> Taste of blonde. <laughs> Taste <Okay>. of blonde. <laughs> uh. Anyway. So, dude. So you threw that photo up on your way to Miami. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it was fantastic. Uh, what an amazing experience. That arena is absolutely electric. Mm-hmm. Um, when they're winning. 
Well, yeah, to be, when, fair, to when be fair. When they're down three in game six, they uh, they all leave the arena. So Yeah, this, this was, it was never close. No, it was over <laughs> after the first quarter. Um, I feel like the Celtics forgot how to play basketball these last couple games with how crazy that they've been going. I guess I, I'm just shocked because at the point that you're in the playoffs and you're this far in, I don't care if you're down 30. Why are you pulling your starters? I agree. <laughs> you're in the playoffs. Well, that's, like, that's there, because, there the, no more that's because the, starters, the starters weren't giving any effort. Like those bench guys that came in for Boston gave more effort than you saw from Brown and Tatum and the likes of those guys. I don't know about that. <laughs> we... Uh, it, it, well, what did it look like in the arena? So start there because... Yeah. Miami it was white hot. White Miami hot. was awesome. But like what was your as watching them in person versus what we watched on television? Like what what were you seeing? Did it look like just a lot of quit? Did it look like they all tuned everyone out? Like what was going on? It 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 just they looked defeated. Yeah, like like no one on the bench was even like trying to like yell or do anything. They were all just like stagnant, like just sitting there. Also, I was looking for you guys. You were just out of the frame of the television oh. shot when it goes to that. Because I, I, I saw the photo. I was like, all right. So then it's behind Celtics bench. Like, here's here's the railing. And it's like the angle cuts you guys off, like, right there. Man. Okay. I was super bummed. I was looking for the blonde hair, and I couldn't find it. So that's there it is. <laughs> there it is. I, when was the last time that both series were teams were down 0-3? Has this ever happened? It, it so has to have two, happened. Two sweeps, two sweeps on both sides have never happened in an Eastern Conference final. Never so, in the final. But in the first round. There, yes. there, have, there have been times where both teams have been up 3-0, but never have both teams swept. So that would be the first time in NBA history. In an Eastern, in an, in an Eastern and Western Conference final. Right, right, right. It, you said Eastern, but obviously both. Both conferences. Yeah, both conferences. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know what the fix is for either team. I do. <laughs> so first off, for the Celtics, Joe Missoula is one of the worst coaches I've ever seen in my entire life, and I'm not. That's not hyperbole, and that's not being hyperbolic. Jeez. I have. I that team is loaded with talent. This team should be better than last year's team who went to the finals, and his substitution patterns, who he leaves, what kind of matchups. For example, Grant Williams, right? Did he have a battle with Jimmy Butler game two? He sure did. Did Jimmy hit a lot of ridiculous shots over him? He did. Yes. But, th but those were ridiculous shots that were going to go in no matter who was on him. But Grant Williams hit three threes. He was in the game. He was fighting. He was showing effort and he was making everyone else better. He played zero minutes that actually mattered in game three. He played zero minutes in game one. That makes no sense. It makes no sense to not double Jimmy Butler at every possible Chance. Well, and that's that's what I was going to bring up. Like they doubled him at the end of that first half, and it was really successful. Boston went on a run, and then they come out in the third quarter, and they don't double Jimmy. Jimmy's solo one on one. It's a shot. Well, like hey, wait, timeout. First of all, went on a run, like but a they six, were still six zero run. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't. They were still down. I mean, time, you but... know, six zero run is better than being down what twenty three is what they were down at that point. So. They, I mean, they were still down double digits. They were, but the Lakers did that against Denver. When they were down Fair. 21, and they they got Fair. all the way within three points and then just kind of let it go. And so, then what happened? And Denver stepped on their necks. We'll get to that in a second. Um, <laughs> what made Boston great last year was the combination of Ime Udoka, who is a hard-nosed, defensive-minded, and would keep everyone accountable at all costs, and Will Hardy, who is one of the best assistants, who's now the, the head coach of the Utah Jazz. Well, and look, small changes especially against certain matchup types can be the death knell for a team um you look at the issue with the lakers is they they don't have size right to throw against Jokic. well they do but anthony davis is it, soft so no, like no, that, no 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 <laughs> i i i mean <laughs> against everyone else on that team correct yes you have to put lebron james on Jokic just to make everything make sense yes we'll get to we i want to i'm saving okay the, those, all right all right i want to stay i want to stay miami that heat is your celtics. team so yeah i, I want to say you uh, stay seat uh heat celtics um 
it all comes down to that. There are no adjustments being made by Joe Missoula. There is nothing being done with this team. And you can tell the team has checked out. They're just like, all right, man, we're I mean, rolling the ball I, out. And like, that's it. Look, how did it feel to you? Cause I, I talked a little bit with uh, our buddy, Mikey. It was, it's his birthday this week. So happy birthday, Mikey. Happy birthday, Mikey. Um, that was one of the big reasons last minute I could get tickets and was like, Hey, we're going to go to this game. Um, how did it feel to you for it, What do you mean? Exactly. Um, sitting there like in the arena, like it, it never felt to me like a playoff this, game, <laughs> like a playoff, like game. a must win game. Three. Yeah, No, it yeah. never did. It never felt like a playoff game. It's been so long since I've got to actually watch an NBA game. Um, but just sitting there, I was like, this feels like an everyday game. And, and I mean, the, and the fans were excited. I mean, it was really cool, but it wasn't as dramatic as I wanted it to be. It felt like a scrimmage. Yeah. It really did. I, even Especially even the pulling two the, guys. Pulling the starters in the second half. <laughs> um, if, you, if you do follow my IG, you saw that I had posted uh the two guys sitting behind us uh who were boston celtics fans they were troopers super nice they were troopers um there was also a security guard that that came up towards the end and he was making sure people didn't like start moving down into the seats as people started to clear out sure um and i just like the way he was talking i was like oh this dude's a vibe i was like yeah how, how long have you been working here and he goes 18 years and he was awesome. Like he every was so cool. the energy in the the building was was great, but it did not feel like a playoff game. It it felt like the Celtics are just like, hey, we're going to get swept. Yeah, even the fans. I was surprised. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot there's a lot of things at work. That's the Boston Celtics side. On the flip side, for the Miami Heat, out of nowhere, after being the worst three point shooting team. All season. Ryan, how many threes did they hit yesterday? I had 19 threes, which was one shy of a franchise record. Correct. Oh, so so, so this is, is it an outlier? Have they been playing, like, is it Rocky where he's he's fighting Southpaw and then he flips right at the end to start hitting him with the, the actual thing? Like, what, did they just all of a sudden decide to hit threes out of nowhere? Is this bad defense on the Boston Celtics that allows all these open looks. That's part of it for sure. I mean, Jimmy but again, Butler, he's him. If you pull your, if oh, yeah. you do pull your starters though, you still have more of a chance to do better on the other side. Look, I think you have a lot of guys that are getting hot at the right time, right? These are like Duncan Robinson is one of the best three point shooters in the NBA, right? He, he, he was terrible this year and actually got out of the rotation and Tyler Hero's hand injury actually forced him rotation, which has worked out well for this team. But you had six guys score double figures yesterday. So it's not just Jimmy. Like, Gabe Vincent went off for a career-high playoff 29 points. You have Max Struess hitting threes, Duncan Robinson hitting threes. Well, Gabe, okay. Caleb I, Martin. Like, it's like all these guys are contributing. Wait, 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 wait. I will temper that with a lot of those guys are seeing the court because that game was over so early. Not, not those. No, guys. no, those are rotation those guys. Are, those no, are rotation those, guys. Those are key rotation yes, guys. Yes, they they are. <laughs> I'm I'm saying, and this is specifically an outlier to this game. the The guys getting the ball kicked to them. They they had, before they pulled Butler off the court, they weren't even running the offense through him. He was almost just to be out there to draw attention. He was a decoy. At, yeah. at, at one point in this game, he was literally a decoy. But that you can do that when guys are hitting open shots, and they were. And Fair. Boston, by the way, had, had a bunch of open threes and wasn't hitting them. Like that's the other yeah, side Brown of this coin. Over seven. Oh, yeah, it, I mean they can't. Well, Jalen, they, they, they are they are one for fourteen combined from three point range. Is, is Tatum and Brown? Like they're they have not been good in this series whatsoever. They, that's an understatement. <laughs> They've been very bad. But give Miami credit. I mean, Boston's on the verge of an epic collapse, but Miami's played really well. And and you mentioned coaching. Like, Coach Spoh, this might be Eric Spolstra's best season coaching, period. Like, the, the, the job he has done this year, I don't think that's hyperbole. The job he has done Ryan. this year with these guys, with these guys, with Tyler Hero, their second best scorer injured, like, to knock off the number one seed Milwaukee Bucks in five games, to basically be on the verge of taking out the two seed 
Like this is probably his best coaching job ever. And that's 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 one of the greatest he coaches in the NBA. Tyler Hero is the second best scorer on the Heat. He did. What? Statistically speaking, he, he was. Yes. It's a very good performance by Coach Spo. I don't know if it's his best. I think we're a little prisoner of the moment right now. The role Me? never. The role never. players are playing out of their mind right now, and everyone is hitting. I mean, if you hit, I don't know, eighteen more threes than the other team, you're probably going to win the game. Yeah. Like that's just well, if you they put up a graphic during the game of the the how. <laughs> Many more threes Miami's hit in this series, and it's it's astronomically high compared to Boston. Yeah, it's like, like it's they're like just forty five to like seventeen, yeah. and you're like, oh, there yeah. therein lies all of the difference of the game, right? Yeah. And by the way, shout out, thanks Miami for treating us well. Um, yes, everyone was very very sweet. I I do want to get your opinion on the Lakers. It's a perfect segue. Speaking of teams that are shooting out of their mind, <laughs> the Denver Nuggets are shooting out of their mind, and especially in the fourth quarter, and especially Jamal Murray is on an unbelievable terror of shooting prowess right now because this dude is just like, it looks like he's about to fall over and then the ball goes in. Michael Porter Jr. is hitting shots. KCP's hitting shots. Bruce Brown's hitting shots. They're all open shots. That's an important thing to pay attention to. Uh, but these are the same shots that were open for the Golden State Warriors, and the Golden State Warriors were not hitting them. That's the difference. That's why the Lakers were able to take care of the Warriors, but why it's struggling against Denver. It's sort of the same game plan. It's just that all of a sudden, everyone on the Nuggets can hit every possible shot (laughs) in the fourth quarter. I still think it's a size issue. I mean, a little bit, but they pulled Aaron Gordon the fourth quarter. This is the other thing. Mike Malone is a good coach. Coach Spo is a good coach. Mike Malone looked at that matchup and said, hey, Aaron Gordon, you're not helping us in the fourth quarter. And F your feelings. You're going to sit because this is the better matchup for what we need to do to win. The Lakers did not do that with D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell is minus 71 for the series. Minus 71. What does One. that mean? That means when you're on the court, you get it's outscored. Bad. It's bad. If it's a negative number, you're outscored by that much when you're on the court. Oh, okay. So like most most people, a bad game is like, oh, I was minus seven, minus 13. Right. I, I had a really bad game. He's minus 71 over three Jesus. games. Jesus. He needs to not be on the court. They hunt him. He is terrible at defense. And he is giving them zero, zero offense. Zero. He's hit zero threes in the last three games. <laughs> I Yikes. just find it funny that you said they they hunt him and you're wearing that hat. Oh yeah, <laughs> they're on. Hey, they're on a quick, uh, Russell Safari, and <laughs> he is the wild shout out game. To, to playoff hockey. By the way, all four conference finals games have gone to overtime. Playoff hockey is unreal. I love playoff it. Wouldn't quadruple OT yep. the other day? Yeah, for the first game between the, the Hurricanes and the Panthers, that went to four minutes, overtimes. 79 yeah. minutes of overtime. That's a whole nother. You know those guys That's are tired. Nuts. It's nuts. It's it's so much fun. Like, it gets overshadowed maybe by, by playoff basketball right now, but playoff hockey's been insane. It has been really good. Do we do we think the Lakers get swept? I think they both get swept. Because tonight is game four. It's game four in L.A. I think we make history. I think they both get swept. I'll roll with that. I think that too. I have a feeling I'm going to put a large amount of money on the fact that the Lakers win tonight because Uh, I just LeBron. LeBron can't stand to be swept. He can't be swept. He can lose four one. He's done it in the finals against the KD Warriors. You know what? All right, fine. I'm I'm changing. I'm changing my opinion because I I agree with you. For legacy's sake only, it will hurt his feelings. Correct. But he's not the whole team. Yeah, but he'll put the team on his back for one game like, to make sure they don't get swept. He might break his foot in the middle of tonight's game, but like he will he will try to go for 49 tonight. Lakers are 3 point favorites going into tonight's game for the record. Yeah. This this is a Okay. I mean, this is your whole season. Obviously every game is must win. Obvi- like I hate I hate I, all of the Oh tropes. my god. It's the, a must win <laughs> game for the Lakers tonight. Yes. You know what? It's the playoffs. Every game is a must win. <laughs> exactly. Well, obviously not based upon last <laughs> night. <laughs> Yeah, clearly not for Boston. But I do think, and I, I feel that way about the Lakers. I do not feel that way about the Boston Celtics. 
No. I no, think I think they gave Celtics up. I think we done. saw them give up last night. We watched the their collective spirit break in game three. The Lakers were still in that game late into the fourth quarter, and then it was just three, 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 nuggets are up 12. And that was it. It was four possessions, literally. I was, it was back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, four straight threes, and that was the game. I'm telling you, in that Miami game, it never felt competitive. No, no. it did not. It didn't not feel that way. Like, watch it on TV. It didn't feel that way at all. Even like, I, I wish, I wish I could have cloned myself, and like one of me stayed home to watch it on TV just to see what the difference was. Because in in that arena, it did not feel like there was. They had a chance. Not one time during that game. I played Madden in the third quarter of that game. Did you really? Yep. <laughs> so did the Miami yep. Heat, and they were destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> just because of my... I, I I want LeBron to get swept. I'm just going to say they're going to lose tonight. <laughs> right? There's no chance they get swept tonight. I think the Lakers come out and, and win by double digits. I, I don't think he goes down like that. All but right. it could be really hard to beat them in game five in, in there, Denver. I'll tell you there that. is a there is a quantifiable desperation that that will exist in this game tonight that should show up. Should. They were Ladies getting, and gentlemen, quantifiable desperation. Quanti- this is my new band, Quantifiable Desperation. <laughs> we're we're nineties cover band. Um if I mean, I think we all kind of agree it's gonna be Nuggets Heat in the finals, correct? Yeah, I don't think anyone well, I mean, would argue that. NBA teams are 0 and 149 all time when drilling a series 3-0. So I would say, statistically speaking, yes. History <laughs> would be on our side well, to we're, say that. Well, we're also saying that history could possibly be made if both teams get swept. Very so true. It, a lot of it, stuff it bears, it bears repeating that. There would also be eight days off between now and the NBA Finals starting if both teams swept, which is one of the reasons why I don't, don't know if that's, that's going to happen. happen. Who's officiating tonight? Wait, do you mean to say, Ryan, <laughs> This that sounds you like it's a time for Scott Foster, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> All I'm saying is, you know, Disney and Turner brought in $842 million in sales revenue during the NBA postseason last year, so maybe it would Poor be Scott helpful Foster. if it continued. Poor Scott Foster. <laughs> Also, did you see him? He's the one that got hit in the hit in the mouth by LeBron. There's a there's a post during the timeout when he's getting like uh, cleaned up because of the blood on his mouth. So there was a fast break and LeBron is running and collides with the ref, Scott Foster, who's been in the NBA for like 23 years. Which, by the way, yeah, if that guy ran into me, I'd be bleeding. Well, well, (laughs) what ended up happening was he had his whistle in his mouth. So that's what cut his lip. Oh, man. Um, so during the, they made like a emergency timeout. <laughs> LeBron goes up to apologize, and Austin Reeves comes up. He's like, "You need to give LeBron a technical for that one." And then LeBron's like, "No, we don't need to do that." And Scott, Scott's like, "No, nah, it's fine, it's fine." He goes, "Honestly, you've probably wanted to do that for years now." <laughs> oh my god! Oh, that's great. That is great. All right, you know that's what? Great. Good, good on you for having a sense of humor. Absolutely, Scott Foster. Um, you know what? We're we're doing things out of order today. Um, let, let's go to movies real quick before we do it. Oh, heat nuggets. Who would you pick? Nuggets. Nugs. <laughs> you got, you got, you guys, you got, keep in mind the apparel you all are wearing. I know this what I'm wearing. Is, yeah. It's going to be very I'm going documented. For the McNugs. I, you're going to go nuggets, right? I'm going nuggets. Yes. Okay. I, Ryan, I'm riding with you. Miami. Let's go, baby. Million. Let's go. All right. Let's cool. go. Movies. Team five. <laughs> movies. Yeah, I'll start thinking about what jersey I have to wear. <laughs> well, it could, it could maybe not happen in five. You never know. It could happen in six. So we'll see. Dude, they're, they're going to sweep the Boston Celtics. It's going to happen. Oh, I need you to look something up for me while I am reading the uh, rundown of this movie. And I want you to look up um, the number it has done so far. Specifically, there's going to be a breakdown between U.S. earnings and globally. I want to know what that is, and there's a reason. By the way... Well, I think it's very clear I did not see the movie. I, I did not either. That's I didn't think anyone saw the movie. That's why I, I actually did, and I went with a group Shut of people up. that dressed in mechanics outfits and went to see this, which was actually Incredible. really hilarious. Shut up. Thank okay. God all dressed... It. 
they all dressed in cut off mechanics, like shirts. And it was just a great idea. Family. And I, yes, it was fantastic. <laughs> okay. That was fantastic. That was actually way better than what the movie was. But anyway, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to cough into the mic. Uh, I, <laughs> oh my God, 54% on Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> 91% of Google users like this movie. Um, over many missions and against impossible odds, Dom Toretto and his family have outsmarted and outdriven every foe in their path. Now they must confront the most lethal opponent they've ever faced, themselves. fueled by revenge. <laughs> A ter- Why does I say revenge? Revenge. <laughs> Turned him an old Southern lady all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Fueled by revenge, a terrifying threat emerges from the shadows of the past to shatter Dom's world and destroy everything and everyone he loves. Budget of $340 million. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> Ryan? It did have Hollywood's best opening of 2023. What? I don't know how. If you globally. count globally. Yeah, yeah, globally. yeah, 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 Yes, yes. So domestically, it was $67.5 million, $319 million globally. So I guess you kind of reached your budget there, which I guess is good, but... Uh, well... By the okay. way, but the, what did you say the, the, the percentage was from Google to Rotten Tomatoes? That was a really wide 54 percentage. to 90-something. That's kind of that's crazy. That, that was kind of why I made a point of juxtaposing the two numbers there so uh, wait so fast and the furious franchise is bigger abroad than it is in the united states okay so actually i saw an article where it was saying that this global open is actually above fast nine which was the last film and that they were concerned about not being able to make the budget back even though they've already decided how many movies is this going to turn into is it a Three. trilogy yeah, that they're saying Triple X. We're gonna have a we're gonna have an eleventh for sure, but uh, there is there's gonna be two more than that. It's ten I, I part one, two, and three. I guess is oh god, what is being that's that's what we're getting tossed out. I don't yeah. know how it's even gotten this far. Like, are there right, really? Ryan, did you like this movie? It was action packed, but just nonsense. Like, there's just nothing to it. it the, no, it was not very good whatsoever. Like, there was there's so many like overdrawn chase scenes and explosions. And I mean, the, the scenic locations were beautiful, but there was just no premise to this movie that didn't need to happen. Understood. How was the rocks cameo? It was all over. No, I, I was being stupid by hitting the button actually in this case. Right. Uneventful. Uneventful. Uneventful would be how I would describe it. Okay. Okay. So. Oh. Um. Yeah. I. I just. That wasn't it. Man, I. I gotta be honest. I. I don't know who's watching this movie. I know. Or the it's next nostalgia. No, I know like that we. I know that we talked about it last week, and I was like, "Yeah, I just we'll, we'll, we'll watch it." See, this is the least interested I've ever been in a movie franchise, and that is saying something. Yeah, I would take Land Before Time over these for sure. <laughs> oh, I love the Land oh, Before Time. Star, man, calm yeah, down. Yeah. What, are you, what are you talking about? I, 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 I yeah, I got nothing, man. Did, was there anything in this one that was like so ridiculous? Like, did they? <laughs> drive a car into space like they did in <laughs> in whatever eight or nine whichever that one was, was there no, no there was there was there was nothing in this movie that is was Jason Momoa uh, maybe Jason Momoa he had it seemed like he was having the most fun of anybody in this film to be honest with you I actually loved this was this was really funny to me I was I was reading something on GQ just kind of about this film <laughs> that's uh, dead, of course, means nothing in a franchise that has invalidated more character deaths than your mother's favorite soap opera. <laughs> That's amazing. Who wrote that? That was really funny. This is a GQ. William Goodman is the is the writer here. <laughs> really funny. I like that. Well, the movie for next week. <laughs> yeah. 
The machine. Oh, is that coming out? Yep. Oh, my God. Yes, Burt Kreischer. For those of you that don't know, Burt Kreischer is a comedian, and he has a stand-up story called The Machine. Wait, really? Yeah. He is nice. also, he was also, his real life was the inspiration behind the character Van Wilder, played by Ryan Reynolds in the movie Van Wilder. Mm-hmm. About being in college for like seven straight years. And he never got paid for that, by the way. Interesting. Seems like an oversight. But they have taken this stand-up, which is really funny the first time you hear it. After that, it kind of loses its, its luster a little bit. Um, I, I think it's going to be huge. But they, they did a, here is the story, and now here he is at his current age, the machine. How shirtless is he going away. to be in this? Uh, very shirtless. Very shirtless. Mm-hmm. Very Got shirtless. It. Got it. Um, also, his it, this is not a spoiler. This is given away during the trailer. But uh, his his father is played by none other than Luke Skywalker. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> Mark Hamill is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Which Bert, by the way, is a very well-known Tampa native. So excited to watch this movie. I don't guess I knew that. Um, yep. I, I always make the reference that Mark Hamill is the voice of the Joker to me. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? <laughs> More so. Than I did not. Oh, yeah. Like all of the animated Joker laugh, like Batman, the animated series, all that. That's Mark Hamill. Did he get paid more for that than Vin Diesel got paid for Groot? <laughs> I, I no, no, I idea. doubt it. I doubt it. I have no idea. I think he stopped doing it actually because it overtaxed his voice. Yeah, it was it was a good I'm laugh, to find out. but it was very. Mm. Let's see how much he was paid per episode. I'm I'm all in now. <laughs> I'm excited for the Burt Kreischer one just because. Okay, so the machine is this weekend. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, also, it's on Netflix too, right? Netflix. His actual stand-up. The the stand-up is on Netflix. The, the movie is going to be in theaters. This is a brand new it. movie. Um, Got it. Also, I just because I don't think we'll all end up watching this, but as you have time, I just want to make everyone aware. Um, have you heard about Still, the Michael J. Fox documentary? Oh yeah, I saw I saw like a bit of the trailer, and that was I it. I saw a clip of the movie, and it looks really really cool. I'm in on that. I really want to watch it. Um, so if you're if you're looking for something that is. <laughs> Not um, ridiculous. This uh, that that would be a great movie for you to go check out. I believe it's on uh, Apple TV. Okay. Did you? I can't remember. Did you guys ever watch Val on Amazon? No. The Val Kilmer one. I, I did not. Gosh, it's so good. It's it's in that similar. It's told he I, Val Kilmer for his entire career took a video camera with him on set, so you have all of this behind the scenes footage so from wild. day one of him doing stuff. And so he tells this story of his career. He's he has gone through throat cancer. He no longer has a voice box. He has to use one of those like I don't even, I don't know what the the thing is called, but it like buzzes so he can speak. So his son, who sounds exactly like him, narrates the whole thing. But yes, he, I remember you telling us about that. I, he, he I remember whole, hearing about it, but yeah, I have not seen it. It's it's in that similar vein as still like it's just one of those where you watch and you're like wow, like this is. What a what an amazing person and what an interesting hmm. arc of their life. All right, but yes. Also, I rewatched uh, Air this uh, this week. It's a really good film. It's so funny. It's a really good film. It's a really good film. It's, it's so funny. Things you don't expect to hear about the movie Air. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> I laughed so much during that movie. Chris, I, I forget how great Chris Tucker is. Like, he is such an underrated actor. Like, Rush Hour. Is Rush, Rush Hour would be considered his most famous films, no? Underrated? See, I properly rated? Properly rated? I would say underrated. Can you, without looking down, keeping your eyes up towards the, the camera? <laughs> You're not looking can at you, your can computer. Can you name me five Chris Tucker movies? Rush Hour 1, Rush no, Hour 2, no, Rush Hour no, 3. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, I can only really name Aaron Rush Hour now. No, okay. I cannot rename other Chris Tucker movies. If you name them, I probably wouldn't go, oh, yeah. Right. I can't either. That's the point. 
properly. Rated. I think he. I think he's had the the exact career that he was intended to have. Yeah. First of all, you're missing one of the most important ones. Rush Hour Three. Uh, oh, next Friday. Friday, Friday dude. Yeah, that's next, right. Come on. That's right. I love that you went next Friday. Yeah. <laughs> the sequel, not even the original. That's right. I'm disappointed in you. Uh, he has one of the greatest memes of all time. Let's, uh, right? let's go to music. Music. Oh, okay. I have a question this week. Um, and th- this will apply to all of you guys. Um, for me, it and obviously, Josh, for you, um, when we write something or we record something and we're playing it for the first time for someone. Mm. Uh, I had a chance to do that this past week. Uh, someone at my label was hearing one of the things that I'm really, really excited about that, that I'm going to tease on socials very, very soon, by the way. Um, did you just do a tease ahead of, of a tease? tease? Yes, that was I a did. huge I, I tease. I pre-teased a tease. Um, it, it's very interesting because once you only get one first impression mm-hmm. and everybody, everybody always uses that phrase, but especially with a song, you just want somebody else to be as excited about it as you are. If you're really pumped about something and it's like, you're giving away a secret. I mean, this, this can kind of be applied to anything. It could be applied to a, a moment in sports a movie, a favorite scene, like anything, but especially to me with music. And especially with country music, because there's always usually a clever way of twist twist and way to wrap up the song too, where you go, oh, that was really smart how you did that. You want them to get to the chorus and be like, dang. Like when you show me a song, I'm not usually like rocking out. I'm listening and going, oh, you, you a-holes. Like that was so good. That was such a good way to bundle all of that to back up that, together yeah. yeah whereas some people listen and like they're like oh i feel this i love this i'm, I'm on the opposite so you if i'm not both. Getting, yeah yeah so if you <laughs> if you ever think i don't like something just because i'm not moving to it that's that's not the case it's, uh, ladies and gentlemen this is uh, josh's final appearance on the cloud <laughs> <laughs> which song are you talking about one that's coming um, out yeah <laughs> yeah exactly uh no I, I'm just wondering if you guys feel the same way when you play somebody something. Yeah, because, you know, I'd play music. Well, I'm saying, like, if you have a song that you fall in love with you and drew a no one's heard it yet. And oh, you're I like, always get excited oh, about play this. I always get excited about it. And then I'll poo-poo on you if you don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had that kind of confidence. Usually when I show it to someone, I'm like. And they're disappointed and it just, just like, crushes like, you. Oh, God, I got to start over. This sucks. Rye? I love introducing people to new songs, but I always find that I'm a little bit more excited than the person that I'm introducing the song to. My excitement level seems to supersede their excitement level. Mm. Prisoner of the moment. Yeah. Well. So, so did how yeah. so when you it played it well. for it, it went, went well. very well it went very well <laughs> you left that very open-ended right, so, so anyway they I hate did. it but i'm gonna put it out anyway no no next it, week it, it went very very well uh everybody is super pumped about the new stuff so well wait have you done that before like have you played something that you felt so strongly about and someone didn't like it but you put it out anyways hmm well, that's good no because um, you felt so it, strongly for it I, I will say there are moments where I've fought for a song where it's been like, hey, this is definitely going on the record or, you know, no doubt this is the first single. Gotcha. I've had those moments. Yeah. yeah probably the, the probably the biggest one, honestly, wasn't me. It was uh, Keith Gale. Um, for those people that don't know the story, Voices was a number one song but the first time i put it out it uh died at 37 and we re-released it um after i'd had a couple of hits and it ended up going to number one it was the same recording that's only ever happened three times where a song was re-released as the same version later on um backside of 30 john Connolly was one um on the other hand randy travis and voices 
Those are the only three times in country music history. Yeah, because usually the they've they've re-recorded. Right, things have been re-recorded or like a new version or whatever. Yeah. But that was that was the the only three times. Like, um, is that is that common in music overall? Re-releasing. Well, uh, think about how many generations of music that is, and it's only happened three times. Yeah, I mean, for example, just recent thinking about you, uh, Dustin Lynch was originally had Lauren Elena on it and was released and did not do very well. Well, that's I mean, it did. Not, it did well. It did. It wasn't the multi-week number one that it became with Mackenzie Porter, but it, that, that's actually that's not exactly what happened. Enlighten me. I don't know if I'm supposed to say. <laughs> <laughs> Um, now that, ladies and gentlemen, is a tease. No, that's a greeny tease. Yeah, I, I don't think they, and I may be totally incorrect, so uh, forgive me if I'm saying Str- this. Stretching, yeah. Yeah, it, I, I don't think um, they had single rights. Oh, interesting. So I think that's, that, because I believe Lauren was releasing a song with, Party. Party, John Party. And so they didn't want to have two, two on, things two on, on the, the radio charts. at once. See? I believe that is the way that that went down. Interesting. Because I know I heard the version with Lauren at some yes. point, but it got pulled pretty yes. quick. Fascinating. See? Music industry. This is It's a fascinating game. Watch, somebody's going to be like knocking on my door later. Why did you say that? Why did you, <laughs> why did you guys bring that up? It's Lauren. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> hey, Chris. She's awesome, by the way. She's I had a, so- I had a song nice. with her. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why that song didn't. I mean, it was kind of right in that window, by it the was, way. I know. It was. <laughs> I, I, I was releasing other things. That's right. Um, but she's fantastic. That's one of my favorite voices. Uh, yeah, I, I just, I think that everybody has experienced that, whether you wrote the song or you created the song or not, where you play somebody something, you just want them to be excited about it. So it's always fun. When A lot of times when friends in the industry play me something, I, I stop them before they do it. And I go, do you want cheerleader or critic? Because sometimes, because <laughs> sometimes you've, you've asked me. Do you me, want me to be honest? <laughs> yeah, sometimes you've played me things and you're like, I need you to. I need you to shoot me straight, and like there was. I think your your current single. I was like, "What is this other 808 hit?" And then I was like, "Actually, I think this is kind of brilliant." But it was one of those like I was having. I was being critic, not critical, right. but like critiquing it in the moment. Right, right, right. Versus, dude, biggest slam of the year. Let's go. <laughs> you know what I mean? And some people, you just sometimes you just want that. There. <laughs> There is a friend of mine who I, I am not going to call him out, um, who we, we had a running joke for a while where if he didn't like something that we thought it was going to be a hit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I don't see it. You're like, yeah, it's called famous friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Said, said friend was like, stop making that joke. <laughs> makes me feel bad. <laughs> um, Okay. Let's uh let's go through a quick round of what are you listening to, and then uh, we'll get to my hot take for the week, which is I'm ready for wide it. Wide open, um, and can go a lot of different places. But uh, Highway to Hell. That's your song for this. That week? is my song. Okay. It it randomly popped up. I again, I've been doing a lot of just hit the shuffle function and see what pops up that song was being cranked out of my radio this week. <laughs> Somehow in my brain, ACDC now is only the Iron Man soundtrack. <laughs> like I can't, That's I can't it. hear one of those songs and not think like about the Iron Man franchise. That's amazing. What do you got this week, Josh? Uh, very topical. Uh, an ode to the movie of this week. Vin Diesel. Feel like I do big smash from 2020. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait, he has a song out? Oh, oh he has God. many songs out. And oh that God. is the face that he's making on oh. the cover of that one. What? I, Josh is trolling everyone. <laughs> it's great. Check it out. 
feel like I do. Vin Diesel. Ryan, go ahead. <laughs> Vinny D. I love it. I love it. Did you guys get to hear that he was on, by the way, in the arena yesterday? You got to hear it, didn't you? You got to, after the victory. Oh, yeah. Dude. I did not pay attention. Oh, yeah. There was so much. I, 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 loved, oh. it. I loved it. Oh, so great. Uh, my song this week is inspired by Scout's Barbershop in the Gulch. And the reason why I say that is because they had a random old school emo playlist on when I was getting my haircut last week. And Good Charlotte's The Anthem came on. And I was rocking out to that one. So the anthem by Good Charlotte is my song this week. Uh, my song this week is Woke Up Late featuring Haley Steinfeld by The Drax Project. It's just a fun song. The, the Drax Project? Drax Project. Like from Guardians of the Galaxy Drax? <laughs> D-R-A-X. Drax Project. Uh, you know what? For the first time, I think, ever in the history of this podcast, I have no idea what that is. Nope. It's fun. It's a fun song. Obviously, y'all know who Haley Steinfeld is, but mm -hmm. that's a good song. There you go. All right. All right. Check it out. Hot take! <sighs> this could go so many different directions, and it, it, it really, there there are multiple lists. Ryan, if you want to pull one up, I, I assume you've already found one. Most overplayed song of all time. I find it difficult to only pick one because I feel like situationally you could go a lot of different directions. I could say Broken Wing because I've heard everyone try and cover that over the years. Tennessee Whiskey. Um, <laughs> there, are a lot of, there are a lot of different directions that you could go with this. I'm going to stick with one of... The smartest decisions I've ever seen by an artist. Um, big shout out to the guy that covered this. I know exactly where you're going with this. Because it was brilliant. And I wish I'd thought of it first. But it is one of the most overplayed songs. And it's annoying. Of all time. Wagon Wheel. Yep. I knew it. People, they will, they will refuse to play that song on Broadway half the time mistake gotta make that money I, look I, again i'm not saying that you haven't ever seen me singing it just most overplayed I, that that's got to be it i i looked through a bunch of lists for this i was trying to decide which which lane i wanted to lean into and it was just impossible to to skip this one did um, i just read it wrong because i thought it was worst yeah, overplayed you, song you did put it worst overplayed oh god song. So oh, I went yeah, that's very different. I went down a completely different road. I went, I went down a different road, too. Well, I can't say it's worst, so uh, I will... <laughs> I, I just gave him a shout-out. You're, you're looking at me like, what the hell's wrong with you? Um, you're like, I'm sticking uh, with crap. it. Crap, no, I don't know. Y'all uh, go. I'll go last, okay. I, I, I guess. I feel like y'all have to know where I'm going I, with this. I didn't mean to like derail. Nope, I just, nope. I just, I read it so wrong, and I was looking at you like, "Are you what? No, are you going in? It's on not this? a bad song. No. no, no. Okay, crap. I inadvertently, uh, for the first time in podcast history, have uh, accidentally given. I guess everybody had an idea because you guys all seemed ready to go. Oh yeah. Okay, I, I'll, I'll. Uh, you, you, who, who you thinks said, they nailed it? Did you nail it? I don't know if I nailed it, but. She seems pretty excited about okay, it, so go ahead. let her go. I, I'll go last. Uh, well, I think the whole world may disagree with me, but also may not because I did find it on a list, and I was very happy that I saw it on a list. I'm going to go with Taylor Swift, Shake It Off. Oh, no, I love that song. It's a horrible I song. I, I knew you were going to go with a Taylor uh -huh. Swift It's so annoying. I that song guess. is the most annoying song that plays all the damn time. I am so over it, and the music video is horrible. It's just a terrible, terrible song. The feelings of Haley McKinnis do not encompass those feelings of everyone here at the quad with Christian. <laughs> but it, hey, it is on a list. Globe. Taylor Swift's Shake It Off is on uh, an article titled, titled 20 Most Annoying Songs of All Time. <laughs> hmm. Annoying overplayed songs of all time. Well, that is by, by our good friends at musicinminnesota.com. <laughs> Musicinminnesota.com. <laughs> Jesus. the most reputable of all sources yes, yes. A very <laughs> reputable source it's a good good friends i'm just gonna make a website that is just like 
joshcrapsonthings.com <laughs> and I just start making lists ahead of time of like I think you should worst part. You know what? We'll, we'll we'll help improve that SEO and, and it'll be great. We'll yeah. put ads on it. Awesome. Uh well, mine is particularly horrid and is one of the most annoying for this reason. And a reading from the lyrics really quick. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, do it. Friday, Saturday, Saturday to Sunday, do it. That should be a fireable offense. And yet, this is a massive number one. I got a feeling by the Black Eyed Peas. Awful. Awful. (laughs) And was everywhere for two straight years. Ryan. I'm still laughing right now. That's so good. Um, do you want to go with yours, or do you want me to give mine before you you take wagon wheel off the uh, off the table here? Oh no no no! First of all, wet wagon wheel is off the table. That that couldn't okay. be the worst, most overplayed okay. song. I do just I overplayed do have it, though. I do have it. I, I to I, me, I win. I, the, I'm telling you, this one strikes a chord with me because it's incredibly overplayed in bars and especially during football season. Sweet Home Alabama can take a hike because that song, every time it comes on, it makes me cringe, especially when everybody in Nashville decides to rewrite the lyrics for cursing every SEC team. Sweet Home Alabama can take a hike. Worst, most overplayed song of all. The feelings of Ryan Bass do not (laughs) Yeah, right. Good God. I'm going to go with one that you have probably caught yourself singing before and that is why because you just it's going to be stuck in your head and this is the worst and best way to end this podcast and I'm so sorry oh no oh no don't do it shark it was the way that you said it oh my god oh my god I'm so sorry thank you guys as always for listening to the quad with Chris I am Chris for myself Haley Ryan and Josh make sure you go vote in that poll we want to see what you guys have to think and we're out Knowing our demographic, that's definitely going to win. Baby shark. A hundred percent. Especially because I'm sure most, I think almost all of them have kids and they've probably despised that song. Oh. God.